Hey doulas, welcome back to the Doula Road Trip Podcast. I am really excited today. I say that every week and I really am every single week for all of our special guests. So today we are talking to Jody. If you guys are not following Jody, I will tell you that she's at hip2heart.com and she is a phenomenal doula, entrepreneur, agency owner, mom and wife. And so we want to talk all about for people who have left their doula training and now it's like okay how do I really make this work like we really want to dive deep into that I know there are some people who are aspiring so this will be good for you too. listen up because these are the things you can begin to put in place that way you don't have to figure it out later so Jody, mm-hmm. welcome to the podcast and thank you so much thank for joining you. us Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, of course. So tell everybody a little bit about you. I know I gave a super brief intro, but who are you? How do you introduce yourself? Um, so my name is Jody Congdon. Um, I am a birth and postpartum doula agency owner in the Boston area. Um, I also am a Kappa trainer. I do postpartum doula trainings and lactation educator trainings. Um, and I help other birth professionals get their businesses started and help them figure out exactly, you know, what their services are, what they want to be offering, how to start a business and grow a business and make it something that's scalable. So you're not, you know, consistently putting in a hundred hours and burning out quickly. So we want you to be around for a really long time. The community needs you. Um, You know, we've seen just in the past year or two, how important birth and postpartum doulas are and everyone in the perinatal, you know, community, um, you know, our clients are in in need of us and it's more than just a want now, it's a need. So, um, you know, just trying to keep up with that and, you know, make it a career, not just something that you do on the side while you work your nine to five or not something that you are all in, but you just can't seem to get a rhythm where, you know, you have consistent money coming in and you're not trading it for like all your time and energy. Um, so yeah, so making it sustainable and something that you love and will enjoy for, you know, a really long time. Jody, talk about your doula career at the beginning. Like, how did you find out about doula work and how was it when you first jumped in? Because I have a feeling that the passion that you have may be from personal experience. So tell us a little bit about that. For sure, for sure. So um, my oldest is about to be 15 and I had her at a time where none of my friends had kids. Um, My mother died when I was younger, so I didn't have that support. And, you know, I had a baby and it was this fine, you know, at 42 weeks, I had your classic induction. I didn't know any better. Um, Came home and I was like, okay, there has to be more to, you know, like I need someone to just show me stuff. Like, you know, I mean, it was all trial and error and it ended up fine. But, you know, I had a VNA nurse come and check my blood pressure and I'm like, that's that's not what I need. Um, So I knew there was, I knew there had to be like some sort of service or someone that came to your home where you were comfortable and, and talked about like the emotional piece and the mental piece and the time management and not my blood pressure. And, you know, breastfeeding was like trial and error. It was all over the place. And, um, I was a special event planner at the time working crazy hours. So after my maternity leave, I went back to work and I was like, I hate every second of this. Like I want to be home with my baby and I got laid off like devastating for a minute, but miraculously I got laid off and I was like, okay, I am starting my own business. I'm never going back to work for someone else. I love, you know, the kind of family newborn thing. So I went back to nursing school and then 
a minute later, I was like, this is not for me. I do not like the clinical piece. I like, I like the bonding. I like the relationship. I like the emotional piece. And I just Googled it and I found out that there was something called a postpartum doula, flew down to North Carolina, took a training, came back. Um, one of my good friends growing up, her mother was a postpartum doula. And I kind of, I knew that that's what she was, but I didn't really realize like exactly what it was. Um, she had a client who needed a second doula. I jumped in and like just kind of one thing led to another. And I was consistently working, but I was a single parent and I needed to do drop off. I needed to do pickup. So I did like the nine to two, um, which became very apparent that there's a cap to what you're making, right? You're only making however many hours you're working. And, um, you know, I did that for a while and I really dove in, like I gave it my all. I started this business that was growing and, um, I started teaching some childbirth ed. I started doing some birth doula work, you know, after taking trainings and, um, kind of pieced a lot of things together. It became a trainer. So, you know, I was doing that and and that was wonderful because I was meeting so many people in the birth community and, I think one of my strengths is connection. So every time I went to an appointment with a client, I was connecting with the therapist, with the pediatrician, with the OB. And I kind of just had this web now of like birthy people. And it definitely helped my business grow to a point where I'm now turning away clients all the time and I'm, you know, passing them on to my colleagues. And, you know, in a funny kind of way, um, I got engaged. My dad was diagnosed with stage four cancer. I planned my wedding in four months, got married in March. He died in May. I got pregnant with my second daughter. A year later, got pregnant with my third daughter. So in this like two year span, it just became really apparent to me that I wasn't ready to go back to in-person care, but I really needed my business to continue running. A, because I, you know, I needed the revenue coming in. And more importantly, like, I had seen the impact on the community that postpartum care and, and birth doula care makes. And, you know, I loved being a part of that. And I also had grown my business to a point where it was in this really good place and I didn't want to let that go either. So I kind of transitioned it, you know, slowly into more of an agency model. And I think, you know, the beauty of that is I do all the postpartum doula trainings, you know, in the New England area. And now that, you know, we're virtual, it's all over the country, but I was just able to handpick like these shining stars from my trainings and, and build this beautiful team. Um, and now instead of my two hands, we have, you know, 20 sets of hands taking 20 times the clients and helping the community making this huge impact and then turning around from, you know, just being able to take more clients and have more people out there, we can volunteer more. There is more money that we can reallocate to, you know, our community that, you know, can't afford our services or doesn't necessarily know that they're available. Um, you know, we do a lot with military families and teen moms. And it's been so beneficial for, I think, me being able to spend more time with my family and still grow my business, um, for the doulas that I can keep busy, for the community that needs us. Um, the community that, you know, possibly can access care and, and now we have it, you know, available. So, I mean, it started just with the birth of my oldest and then, you know, not being able to figure out how to, you know, do my postpartum thing to, you know, almost 15 years later, um, you know, having a, a, a pretty, a pretty busy business. Um, 
Whoa, yeah. uh, that's a lot. <laughs> and you sped through a lot at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> let me just ask you this. Like when you start a business, um, people think that like if you build it, they'll come. And so a lot of doulas spend a lot of time on things like what is the business going to be named? Let me put up this website. Let me try to find like social media channels. And then people yeah. sit around and like wait for their first client to come. And some of us are waiting months yeah. and then one client comes in and then months and another one comes in. And so right. how do we really really get beyond like that slow drip of like client inquiries and really figuring out how to consistently um, and constantly attract clients when we're at the very beginning. You have to just get out there. You have to, like I said, you, you want to create this web of, you know, practitioners and um, providers. So you can't, you know, you can't have this perfect business where you have a name and you have all these followers on Instagram and you have this, that, this, that. You know, you know you have the desire, you have the training, you have the know-how, and you need to find the people who have already established businesses. So, you know, I love pediatricians because they have a steady stream of either pregnant people, you know, getting ready to become a patient or families with brand new babies. I love chiropractors, you know, obviously the ones who are all bellies and babies, um, prenatal yoga studios. OBs, you know, home birth midwives, those are wonderful connections to make because they want to refer to, you know, people they know, people they've connected with, um, because they they take very different care of their patients. They spend a lot more time and a lot more energy, you know, getting to know their patients and, um, you know, they want to refer to other people they've connected with. Um, my last two kids were home birth. So, you know, I felt part of the home birth community even before I started, you know, networking um, for my business. So you have to get out there. You have to show your face. You have to talk to the, the people who have a similar clientele as you because they can do a lot for your clients and you can turn around and do a lot for their clients. So when you find these relationships that are mutually beneficial, it only helps the client, right? Then we're able to take much more comprehensive care of them. So, you know, you can then help use that to build your social media. So, you know, interviews, you could do, you know, Instagram Live, you can do interviews on Facebook, you can do all these things in front of a virtual audience, but you're letting a whole new audience see you. It's your ideal audience, right? But it's just different people. So you have to be out there. Um, and there's a lot of people who don't love to be out there, right? They love to sort of kind of stay in the wings and, and try to find clients, you know, that way, either referrals or, you know, marketing on social media. And that definitely is helpful. Um, but you got to get out there and you got to put the time in for sure. Let me say this. Last year, I spent a lot of time like researching chiropractors, going to their offices, bringing them food, meeting them. And a lot of times it turned into nothing. Right. And so maybe they met with me. Maybe they ate the Panera. They had a great time. And then they never referred a client to me. Or maybe yep. they referred one client to me or maybe one chiropractor became a client. So what mm -hmm. are your tips for really keeping doulas at the top of mind for these busy professionals? Because a lot of them are so booked and busy that the last thing on their mind is the cute doula who they met weeks ago who brought whatever they brought and yep. keeping in mind the budget too because it can get very expensive at the right. beginning if you are meeting dozens and dozens of professionals and then you want to be polite so you're bringing something you're having conversation so now you've invested time and you've invested money and then you see no return on it so can you give some tips and some insight about that 
Yeah, I think you have to make it crystal clear how you're going to benefit their patients or their clients or, you know, whoever. Um, Because really, you know, you know how it's going to benefit your clients, right? I refer tons of my clients, you know, whether during pregnancy or postpartum or even their newborns um, for a variety of reasons to a chiropractor. Um, So I'm helping grow their business. And, you know, the other part of that is they're adding something to their business that benefits their clients. So they're adding, you know, the referrals for birth doula care, lactation, postpartum care, placenta encapsulation. Maybe I'm going to start doing childbirth education classes in their office. So now they're they're being set apart from the other chiropractic offices because they're offering so much more for their clients in their space. Um, so you have to you have to show them and tell them what's in it for them or what's in it for their patients pretty quickly. Um, they just might not know. They might not know. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's we know it's going to be a two way street, but we have to make sure they see how beneficial it's going to be. Um, and then just keeping up the relationship, you know, for all the referrals, I always send a thank you. Sometimes I send, you know, a Starbucks gift card. Um, you know, every once in a while I will, you know, send over, we have a local, um, woman who does, it's like frosting printing or it's like edible printing. Um, so she does my logo on chocolate dipped Oreos and, um, cake pops. And so I'll put together a platter all with my branding on it and send it over, um, just as a thank you. But, you know, in like kind of creating those relationships, you get to know the people in the office. I actually ended up um, having one day a week in office in a chiropractic office. So I could be there to see all the pregnant people and all the, you know, newborns. And we set up a space, you know, for nursing and a diaper, you know, um, changing station and just made it really beautiful. Um, So I was accessible one day a week and it was beneficial for me because I could see some of my clients in that space. Um, And also it was just a place for me to get my work done, you know, quiet, but you have to you have to keep up those relationships, and you'll see very quickly which ones are going to be the good ones and which ones are going to amount to nothing. Um, I definitely don't go in right off the bat with Panera because um, then you'd be spending a fortune, right, on all of these avenues until you know it's going to be a fruitful relationship, and then you can you know continue to finesse it. Um, but in the beginning, I you know will either take someone out for coffee. The past year and a half, we've been doing a lot of virtual coffee. Um, But what I I do think is wise and is memorable, if you invite someone to a Zoom coffee or whatever, I always send them a little Starbucks gift card. And I just say, you know, if we were together, I would be paying for your coffee. So let me just take you out to coffee, you know, even if we're not together. Um, So little stuff like that goes a long way. The other, you know, kind of way to, to do this is if you are you know, going to a pediatrician appointment with a client or you, you know, have a client in common or whatever, start with that. Start with that connection point. You know, I met you when I was with so-and-so or a client of mine, you know, uses you and has said the most amazing things about you. I would love to kind of hear more about how you care for the perinatal community because, you know, I also care for them and I'm fairly certain that together we could do something, you know, amazing. Um, And, no one doesn't want to utilize your audience too, right? If you share a similar clientele, you're not just trying to get their clients. They're, they want to get your clients' eyes and ears, you know, open to what they do as well. I mean, everybody wants to grow, you know, what they have going on. 
So let me ask you this. How many people should people be reaching out to and trying to do virtual coffees with maybe per month? And how long should you be doing this? Because I do feel like consistency is key, right, with business. Yep. And so with anything, you do need to do it consistently, test it out, evaluate it every three to six months. So what would you say? Is this a regular part of what it takes to be a doula and something that people should incorporate every single month or what? I feel like when you find a good connection, when you find that chiropractor, when you find that home birth midwife, when you find that yoga studio, you focus on those relationships. I don't continually try to find continuously try to find other relationships. I make it a point to, you know, kind of grow those ones and keep those really solid. Okay, so awesome. It's quality for sure, not quantity. Yeah, no, 1000%. Let me ask you this. So for a lot of doulas, they feel like they need to like you said, be a birth doula, be a part be a postpartum doula, also do lactation, also teach classes. And so they end up having like five different avenues in which they're trying to make money and they end up burning out. So what mm -hmm. are your tips for really like streamlining and focusing your energy and your time with the way that you're growing your business so that way you can do it for the long term? Um, I think it's really important to do a few things that really complement each other and to make sure they're diverse in the way that it's not all, you know, time traded for money. Everything you do can't be stuff that your face and your hands and, and you have to be there with your client. Um, so if you're doing postpartum care, let that be something you do, you know, as your main thing. But maybe add in some virtual lactation. Um, maybe you create... Um, a class that can be done virtually. So now, you know, you're having this one-to-many offer, right? You can do these virtual classes and you can have as many participants as possible. So you're spending the same amount of time teaching, but maybe you have 10 people, whereas if you did it live, you could only have three couples because of, you know, the space. Um, I love digital courses, things that you create. And of course, you spend time and money and effort in the beginning creating it. But once it's done, you can sell it over and over and over and over again and not give it a second look. And of course we update and, you know, we edit and things like that. But I mean, the possibilities of those things are endless. When you start getting into the virtual and digital world, you no longer have to stay within your local community. You can reach the entire country or the entire world. So just getting a good mix of things that you are actually doing, you know, your time, um, doing things virtually and then doing things that require no further time and effort on your part, but the revenue is coming in. So having just different streams of, of income is really important. Um, you know, if you want to go on a week's vacation, right? Maybe you're not physically doing postpartum work. Maybe you're not teaching. But if you have a course or something that's selling, you have revenue coming in. Um, so important to just be diverse in, you know, your offerings. Yeah. Okay. So you built this big, beautiful agency. And so for the people who are aspiring agency owners, I do have to ask, like, it feels like the first question that comes up is like, do you build like the agency starting with contractors or do you build the agency after you're so busy that like you need help? Because I could see the benefit and the downside to both, right? Like contractors sticking around that literally have nothing to do, but you get to train and walk them through the process process thoroughly versus mm -hmm. like being booked and busy, having the contractors have something to do, but at the same time, steps being missed as far as like the training and the confidence when you're putting people out there. So what are your thoughts on that? So I think that it depends. It depends. Um, you know, for me, I realized quickly that I needed 
help in some way. I needed to not say no to so many, you know, potential clients. Um, so I brought on like one or two people that I knew, you know, I could keep busy. I put a bug in a lot of ears that I, you know, potentially wanted to bring onto my team. Um, and then as more started coming in, because what happens is now that you have three people doing the work, you have three times as many, you know, referrals and three times as many people talking about you and talking about your business. So it does tend to grow quickly after that. Um, you do want to have people in mind. And, you know, what I did, it probably took me, I would say, like three solid years to get everything ironed out, all of my, you know, policies and procedures and everything, you know, done correctly. Um and I turned around and I created a, a course, um, a transition to agency course. And it's literally all the things that I did wrong 50 times, everything that took me, you know, three years to figure out and contracts and, you know, um, email templates and interviewing, you know, clients and then passing it on to doulas or even interviewing doulas to be on your team. And, you know, I have contractors and there's so many rules and regulations around contractors versus employees. So you, you have to know, you have to have a really solid base knowledge of how to run that business, you know, um, effectively, but also, you know, procedure wise correctly. Um, so for me, it was starting small, taking two people and then adding one more and adding one more. And now we have like over 30. Um, but in the meantime, making like a ton of mistakes and doing a ton of research, making sure I was, you know, treating everyone the exact way that they were supposed to be treated and saying the right words. And, you know, it took me a long time too to figure out how to talk to clients in a we way versus like a me way. Um, and also to not be so involved. I, you know, it took me a long time to realize I'm passing this client off to somebody else's business on behalf of my own. And, you know, I probably checked in one too many times. And, you know, I just, it's hard to let go. It's hard to let go. And even now, I really do feel like, even though I'm not caring for these clients, like they're still, I still care about them. I still want pictures of the baby. Like I still want to know how everything's going. So I think, you know, it, it sets me apart because I actually am more involved probably than I would need to be. But I think it's for the most part appreciated by our clients. So, love yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So let's talk a little bit about the things that you have going on now, because you guys, like you said, you have an amazing course. You also have a phenomenal show that's coming. And then you also have the summit that you do <laughs> with Dula Darcy. Yep. And so you yep. guys have like so many incredible things happening. So tell everybody a little bit about that. I know my, my time management here has to be on point, which is not my strong suit um, organization. Anyone who's like out there listening who actually knows me is probably dying laughing because I'm, I try to be so organized and it does not come naturally to me. I have to try really, really hard to like get that, you know, um, on point. But oh, me too. Yes, I have um, the Birth Boss Summit is coming up um, and I think we're just kind of, we're reconfiguring it a little bit to be a once a year event versus a twice a year event. Um, and just making it this epic summit um, that will most likely be an early summer, um, late spring, early summer event every year. And we were doing it in the spring and in the fall. Um, so I think we're changing it up. So it will be um, in June. We haven't picked the exact date yet. Um, we have some speakers lined up, so we're super excited. Um, and once we get all the details, we will explode and tell everyone. 
Um, and I do have a podcast coming out, which is like beyond exciting for me. Um, I'm dying to like, it's been just a slow process because every time I want to like move forward, another project pops up or something pops up or we're just inundated with clients right now for the agency. Um, but it really is happening. It, it has started um, and it'll be launching um, on my birthday. So coming up um, at the end of April. So you'll be hearing um, more about that. Um, I have a lot to say and it's going to be geared towards um, doulas, you know, growing their business. We're not going to talk about which swaddle to pick. We're not going to talk about sleep or soothing or anything that has to do with, you know, um, our clients. It's more for birth professionals or it's all for birth professionals. So we're going to talk about, you know, not getting burnt out. We're going to talk about building a sustainable and scalable business. Um, I'm going to do some, you know, kind of live coaching too. And it's going to be probably, you know, three interviews or three you know, um, podcast with me. And then if the fourth one will be an interview, three more with me. So it'll be kind of like a 75, 25 split. Um, so it, it'll be, it'll be awesome. I have so much to say. So much planning has already gone into it. Um, tons of awesome topics and, um, yeah, so that's exciting. And I'm trying to think what else. Your membership. Uh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, I have, um, I have a membership. It's the Birthpreneur Vault. And I put together, again, all of these things, you know, I, I always talk about, when I talk about like contracts, you know, for example, um, your contract only gets good for all the times you've been burned, right? It's only thorough as you, as things happen, you're like, oh, got to put it in there, got to put it in there. Um, so I have this 12 month membership and it kind of came about because I realized that you know, when I'm growing my own business, like, what do I need? What don't I have? What couldn't I find anywhere else? What is not common sense to the average, you know, doula or the average, you know, entrepreneur? Um, so I built this, um, it's, it's 12 months of content and it really is based on systems, marketability and growth and scalability. So you get kind of one of each thing every month and it's all resources and templates and, um, it's pretty cool. It really, it's for the doula or birth professional who has started their business. It's going, but it may not be going in the direction they want it to. Maybe it's stalling. Maybe, you know, kind of things are trickling in, but they need to get it to a place where it is full-time job, full-time revenue, but not at 100 hours a week, right? Um, so making things sustainable and you know, giving yourself time for, you know, your family or other things and, and being able, like I said, to go on vacation for a week or do something else and not have to miss that week of money coming in. I love it, Jody. Okay, well, as we wrap up, any final thoughts and words that you want to leave everybody with and then tell everybody where they can find you online? Um, I know I'm a part of your Facebook group and I'm also subscribed to your email list. So we definitely want people yep. to be able to have that same opportunity. Definitely. I think, you know, like my wise words are, you know, you can do it. You know, you can you can figure out a way to start this business and grow it to exactly where you want it to be and not work 100 hours. Um, I think people get so excited about it because they they have so much to offer and they just can't figure out how to get to their clients or they can't figure out how to how to get, you know, clients eyes on them. And then it kind of like peters out. 
Um, so I think just focusing on a few things can get your business up and running to a place where it has a solid foundation and then you can start adding the other things that you want to add um, without putting in a ton more money, a ton more time. Um, so just being able to really scale and reach, you know, your community, uh, make a huge impact because our community needs us. That need is not going away. Um, everyone will still need, you know, prenatal care, birth doula care, postpartum care, education, you know, childbirth education, breastfeeding, newborn care, whatever it is. Um, so where, you know, the, the doula community is growing in numbers to try to accommodate um, and keep up with um, our perinatal community. So if you want it, it's there. Just have to go get it. I love it. Okay. And tell everybody where they can find you online. So um, this gets so repetitive. Um, I'm at hiptoheart.com. Um, on Instagram, I'm at hiptoheart. Um, on Facebook, I do have a business page, Hip to Heart. Um, but what I really love people to join, um, and you'll see me more in my group, it's called Business for Birth Professionals. And it's a space that's dedicated solely to um, birth professionals building their business. And we talk all about marketing and networking and branding and websites and interviewing and growth and scaling and everything under the sun that is focused solely on, you know, building your business. And there is the greatest, greatest community there. I promise you, like you will get not only help from me, but everyone chimes in with their good ideas, with their wins, with their losses. Um, you know, it's a really wonderful space. And I think it's just super helpful. That's awesome. Okay, so I'll make sure to put that in the description. And Jody, I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you for everything you're doing for the industry and for the community and doulas and really just helping people to build a sustainable business on top of what they already love. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.